This show is brought to you by Made by Super. Hiring a design studio is more necessary than you think. Your brand is important, and how it's represented shouldn't be phoned in. Whether it's your logo, website, messaging, online ads, environment, graphic design, or social media, you need professionals, thinkers, advocates for your brand, people that will make you look good. It will make a difference. Trust me. Go to madebysuper.com and hire great designers to get to work for you on your brand. Also brought to you by Age Old Trade Design, LA's premier hospitality design firm. Welcome to Acting Real with Cat Foster, where I talk with talented, seasoned, professional actors about how they use what they've learned from acting in their real, everyday lives. Today, we talk to actor Briga Helan. You may recognize Briga as the star of the TBS sitcom Ground Floor, but you likely recognize her from any one of her regular appearances on Cougar Town, Undateable, and the Netflix hit comedy Love. Most recently, Briga starred in the NBC comedy Great News. Enjoy. It is a skeleton, and you have to discover where the bones go. What I need for my life, I am drawn to create the play. You must use the play. You must use it like an ingredient. Hi. <laughs> um, how do we know each other? How do we know each other? I, I kind of well, remember. Do you remember when we met for I, the first time? The moment. Do I remember the moment? I do remember we were on TBS shows at the same time, we right? We were, yeah. And we met at... It was it Upfronts? Yeah, but on that plane, we sat next to each other on this private TBS plane. You were like a real godsend to me in that moment. Oh my god, same. Where like people indicate, like, okay, I'm on my path or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I did one of those moments. Yeah, because I was. I remember feeling nervous or like some anxiety for what I you know I mean of, of course you were on, like we were on your way to upfronts which is like thing. for people who don't know it's like the time where the new shows or the returning shows that have been picked up for the next season on pretty much every major network and TBS <laughs> um go the upfronts they we go to New York and like all these ad people come and see these presentations and they buy ads yeah. based on or ad time Right. You call it I don't know based right. on like how much they like the show or right. whatever yeah, yeah. so five seconds of us like yeah so actors we like you know we get dressed in like cute clothes like we get stylists you know what I mean like we look pretty yeah, and presentable you kinda, like, do the do and I was very new at at like going doing to anything and like that yeah. yeah and I remember just getting realizing that you know your your presence on that plane right next to me was just like oh okay it's this is gonna be okay yeah because it's like hard to like go to it's hard to like be expected to be something (laughs) (laughs) like whenever you're being expected to like be a thing like a pretty actress you don't know what that thing that you're being expected to be is (laughs) right sure sure right well well do we ever I mean that's like the thing like it's like in my imagination like I'm expected to be like 
a beautiful actress who's represent like who will like get people to want to watch the show because I'm like hot and I have a nice smile and I'm I'm likable <laughs> you know what I mean and so but like in reality like I don't fuck I don't know no one said that to me right like no one was like hey oh, please gosh. be pretty and likable like no one ever said that to me please be pretty but and that's likeable. like what I felt you know that's yeah. what I feel like going to those like upfronts or even like any carpet I feel like Mm-hmm. or any th- or the TCAs or like any thing I always feel like people yeah. want or auditions yeah yeah it's like well I think there is sort of I think back when in in those days like when you know why seeing you was such a calming thing was because it was so so external hmm. what we were doing was so external and now I feel like feel like I've done a pretty good job of kind of rewiring a bit of like the directions like the pathways through which these things go and now it's a little bit more like it starts inside and then it's like whatever radiates out bonus material well, that's what yeah. we're here to talk about right there and so I'm so happy that you said that like so can you just talk uh actually okay let's we're gonna come back to that just quickly what do you remember when you started acting or like why or like what those I did there was um actually really wonderful children's theater like children's musical theater in the town that I'm from I'm from Andover Massachusetts and um I remember being eight I was eight when I auditioned for my first musical at this um little you know community theater company and but tons of kids did it like it was you know it not competitive but it was like yeah you know um, and I and I didn't get in the first time I did it. Had to take a year off. Sure. Had to collect myself. Because <laughs> you were that very disappointed? I was devastated, mostly because also I found out um, when I was at my best friend's house, who had, who was also um, a very prominent member of the musical theater, theater community. Yeah, community. <laughs> and he had, of course, gotten into the show. Oh. And he asked on the phone if I got in. Yeah. And the person told him no. Oh. So then... He sort of, I mean, we're eight, you know. Oh, so you he were was like, there in that moment? Yeah, like I was over at his house and I was like, did I get in? And he was like, no. <laughs> you oh, know? no. And then I remember I had a sled because it was snowing. And I was like, I'm going to walk home. And I really made a meal of it, like dragging my sled in the snow across the street back to my <laughs> Oh, God. We got it. We have to write a short film about that. It that would be very like really short, epic. Kat. But, it would be the shortest of films. But like also like so scenic. Like It was a bit like scenic. snowing. Yeah. And, like, and I felt like that was a nice gift for me because it was like, <laughs> have your moment, child. <laughs> You know? So did you dramatically, like, as you were walking back, were you like, God, this should be in a movie? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, like, I, but I honestly, like, I'm, I'm half joking when I, I, like, I'm half serious when I'm asking that question. Because, like, I feel like as a kid who, like, kind of always wanted to be an actor and mm-hmm. I had some drama, like, there were moments like that in my childhood where I was like, God, like, you know, like, where I'm, like, watching myself have these, like, you know, be morose or, like, uh-huh. you know, like, have yeah. these... Yeah, I think I mostly probably know that I probably was like that just from we have a lot of home videos like my family did a lot of home videos. So we always go back and laugh at the same videos of my brother (laughs) and I. Every individual has our own videos that we laugh at. And like, (laughs) and one of them was like, 
my brother was so cute. Oh, so like just the cutest, super outgoing, really social, really funny. Just like you're just going to look at the kid, you know, and he's two years younger than me. And and so he would just be doing something effortlessly wonderful. And then I would position myself in like a bush with like half the bush over my face <laughs> and I would just softly sing. We have one where I'm softly singing somewhere over the rainbow. <laughs> just knowing that like the camera will find me. So avant-garde. they will find me in this yeah. bush. Yeah. And very uh, like yeah. just experimental. I yeah. mean like very, like a French, you know, French cinema. Very much. Like, yeah. So I guess. Yeah. So you were, you did, you did be, have yeah, those moments. Okay. So then is there a moment that you remember? And again, you don't have to, you don't have to have a moment or a series of moments or can you remember a point at which you were like, I'm, oh, I'm going to be an actor for sure. I, or I am an actor now. Um, I actually, I, I kind of just always from the first thing I did, I, I did start actually doing stuff when I was 10 theater wise and I honestly never had a moment where I thought I would do anything else. I also have parents that were super supportive and like right, in the totally. arts themselves. Yeah. So I think that plays a huge part of it because the narrative for me was never like trying to be shifted. You know, they right. were just like, yeah, work hard. Great. And so at that, like when you start, when you decided to be an actor or like whatever, when you sort of became conscious that you were going to be an actor, mm -hmm. what what did you like about it? Like what drew you to this? profession when you were well, a kid well I think I mean what drew me to it and why I do it now are thankfully completely different reasons yeah and well like, this is what I'm why I'm asking the question I'm yeah, very curious yeah. about this journey so can you talk about that so like what started you and where you're at now and like what yeah what I mean, why do you do it now why did you do it then and why do you do it now mm -hmm. I think um when I did it then I was a kid that didn't have like sadness I, I couldn't really for whatever reason I had a really hard time expressing feelings mm. it, just expressing my feelings mm -hmm. um and I had lots of them and I was also a very happy kid you know but I but um sort of having big feelings was something that I for whatever reason was had a really hard time with especially like you know sadness and sort of um anger and I was also pretty hypersensitive so like whatever was happening around me to other people mm -hmm. I, I I always remember it was like I had a really hard time socially mm -hmm. um, I didn't want to be around other kids because I didn't know how to like separate my own feelings and experiences from like whatever was going around on around me so like you know I mean preschool was like obviously going to preschool is traumatizing for everybody it's, sure. but I still remember I still remember the chaos of just not being able of being so affected by other people's feelings you know mm -hmm. and so when I was and therefore sort of constantly being like outside of myself all the time yeah and then I realized when I was acting um which I started really young I didn't feel that I felt it was really really easy to actually listen to the person across from mm. me because I had one thing that was happening and I was safe in a, a story that someone had given to me in in which there was sadness and anger and mm -hmm. elation and mm -hmm. all of these things mm -hmm. that I got to then experience because they were given to me in a safe way to like experience them. And there was going to be a beginning, middle and end to them. Mm -hmm. So the structure of it gave me a freedom to like experience big feelings in a way that in life I did not feel OK doing. Totally. And so... um 
So how did you know, or like even, I mean, I'm sure as a kid you weren't thinking those thoughts. So, you know, you just expressed that really beautifully. I don't know that you were conscious of like, I feel outside of myself. And now when I'm acting, I feel like I can listen. Mm -hmm. But if you like, I feel like probably you still have experience that's similar to that, um, where, you, you know, it's easy to get sort of in what you call outside of ourselves. And then when we're acting, we can really sort of load in mm-hmm. or whatever. And mm-hmm. I'm wondering if you can like talk a little bit about how you know you're outside of yourself and then how you know how you can identify when you're in again. Mm-hmm. While acting, you mean? Or just In like, life. Look, in I'm life? more interested in your life experience than mm-hmm. I am in your acting experience. I love, I like if it were just me and you, like we could geek out on acting like all day long for hours and hours because I love talking about acting. But the reason that I'm doing this show is so that people who aren't actors can kind of reap the benefits yeah. of, 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 our training yeah. do you know what I mean because we've like we've learned how to do this stuff and like a lot of people look there's a million ways to to get inside of ourselves we can meditate yeah go to therapy we can like do all of these different things we can go hiking we can you know whatever but like we actually trained in this because it's sort of our jobs to go from outside of ourselves or however you might call it to mm-hmm. inside of ourselves and mm-hmm. so I'm interested in knowing what those experiences are for you like how can anyone know when we're outside of ourselves and how can we know when we're inside of ourselves and how can we get from outside to inside Mm -hmm. yeah I think um like even that's a huge question like I realize that so like even if you wanted to start with like like you know an experience that you past or present that like feels like you know you were outside of yourself and not and then you were inside of yourself or even like just today have you been outside of yourself or Mm -hmm. you know inside of yourself yeah well I think there are different there's sort of like thoughts that you can catch and there's also um I'm a very physical person I think I've always been sort of um my body gives me really strong like messages you know Mm -hmm. um that I'm either willing or unwilling to receive or somewhere in the middle of that. You in, know, in what form? Like, tell me, like, how like, do you know your body? When giving- I am, when I am not with, not present with myself, like inside of my own body, like my breathing is different, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, my, I ignore um, just like simple like cues like, hey, you, you got to pee right now. <laughs> right. Hey, right. you're hungry. Yeah. Hey, you're you feel scared. You're you're sweating right now. Do you want it? Like I'm talking basic yeah. like needs and things that my body is communicating to me. Um, I can just I can just shut those down and like kind of not key into them at all mm-hmm. to be um, either, you know, doing what I think somebody else wants me to do or doing something that I deem really important for whatever reason or mm-hmm. whatever, um, that I'm sort of ignoring like what my physical being is trying to get me to tap into, which is this present moment you know right right um and what might be happening like I I really identify with what you're saying and like for me it happens like you know I'll clam up you know kind of going back to what we were talking about before which I I do want to get back to in more detail but like if if I feel like you know I call it my false self right Mm -hmm. if I feel like 
my false self is really who's being invited to the party if I feel like I'm supposed to be like something that I don't feel like that is in alignment with where I feel like I'm at right now Mm -hmm. you know like if I'm if I if I imagine that I'm supposed to be happy in this moment but actually I feel really depressed yeah yeah then this feeling like I have to step into this happy self even though it feels so out of alignment with where I'm actually then I then I dissociate in that way Um, and I'm just calling it dissociation it's not this is not like a technical psychological term for this right now but but I it feels dissociative for me like in Mm -hmm. the sense that like I'll dissociate myself from the urge to pee or like I'll realize that I've been thirsty for two fucking hours and I haven't right um yeah I think the friction well and for me it really comes down to like lack of acceptance of reality in any given moment of the day you know which is like there's the idea of um there's so much friction and like tension and struggle in between where am I right now and where do I think I'm supposed to be? Right. And not just like career-wise, not just life-wise. Right. Truly like mood-wise. Right. Mood-wise, appearance-wise. Um, it, it can be tiny, you know? Like, oh, I'm, oh man, I'm feeling like, I, you know, <laughs> sometimes it's like I'm disappointed that my body has like needs. I should be performing to a higher like right. level if I didn't have right. which is just like the ultimate denial of like my humanity know, but right we do it because it's not valued right like in our society if you're tired and you need to eat you're kind of a bummer <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean which I ironically is just all of us all the time all of us <laughs> we're all, we get tired and we get hungry and we get angry and we get sad and yeah. we get all those things but it's yeah. like it's a fucking being a human yeah. having a human experience is kind of a bummer yeah I mean, I will say like a huge sort of key to my own jail cell that I have, you know, come by in the last couple of years that, you know, for today, I still have who knows about tomorrow, but it's like learning to just show up, learning to a accept where I'm at. I mean, even taking a party, like the literal example of a party, you know, Uh checking in. How do I feel about going to this party? Mm hmm. Oh, I'm oh I'm feeling a little bit like I'm I'm feeling like I'm kind of maybe less than the people there. Mm-hmm. I'm not super thrilled about like uh I feel about how I I look right now or I'm not super I don't know what I'm going to say. I what if somebody asks me something I don't know how to answer or any any of the unknowns that stress us out, right? It's mm-hmm. like just the the actual like acknowledgement, acceptance of like okay, I have a little bit of like fear. I'm also a little excited. I'm a little tired and I might not make as funny jokes as I'd like to make because I'm a little tired. I'm going to go anyway. It's the like acknowledge it and fucking go anyway. Yeah. You know, like yeah. or try it. By anyway, the way, and know? it's really important, I feel like, to say that in the acknowledgement of it, we're not judging it. Mm-hmm. Like that's like a key piece to this puzzle is that yeah. you're not saying like, OK, I feel like I'm not going to be that funny and I don't totally like what I'm wearing. And I hate myself for that. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, we're not saying like, oh, I'm not going to be that funny and I'm such a fucking loser. Right. No, it's, yeah, it's, you're right. That's the key part is that it doesn't turn in, it's not that. Right. It doesn't We're not, it's that. okay. Sometimes yeah. in life we don't feel that funny. Yeah. And yeah. we don't feel like we look that cute. Sure. And, and for me, like, oftentimes it's like, it just comes from a very, like, self-serving place. 
You know what I mean? It really just comes from like, hey, I think I'm going to go to this party and this party revolves around me and everybody cares how I look and what I have to say. And like, <laughs> guess what? That's not the truth. Right. Like it's no not. one fucking cares. It's not. Yeah. You know, that's really um, comforting. Yeah. Like, so it's just sort of, you know, again, without judgment, just be like, yeah, I'm really this is coming from like a real kind of a self-centered, you know, place and like letting that go and like thinking about how. How could I, how, how does like me showing up imperfectly to something, like how can that be of service? Like if I can't, you know, like thinking of. That's a beautiful practice. And it, that is such a, um, I mean, it can just go for, for everything. That's such a beautiful practice. Can you just talk a little bit more about that? I mean, it's, it's. Like, like how could, how can you showing up quote unquote imperfectly be of service to other people? Because I just, I think that it can a thousand percent. And I, I think that not only does that, um, that sort of principle, um, help you in a million ways, it helps the whole wide world. Like, I just, I think it's a really sweet thing to, yeah, I mean, I think that, uh, I think that we're all sort of, uh, or maybe in in my experience, I should say, a lot of my life has been looking to other people to give me permission to think things or feel things or be things or try things. Mm-hmm. Um, so sort of just like the process of my own maturation has been um, shifting that because that's kind of an unsustainable, very difficult way for me to yeah. live, you know? Yeah. Um, and... You know, in shifting that, it's like I I know that um, since I have looked to other people to to do that for me, um, even though you know I'm I I hope that everybody doesn't feel like they need permission from anyone else to be or do or say anything. Um, but the thing that we can all sort of come together on and like you know it, and help each other out in is like me showing up as I am to anything um, is giving somebody else like the green light to do the same, you know, and that mm-hmm. might not be a spoken thing, but that's an energy thing. Like you feel, I, I feel that mm-hmm. with other people. Mm-hmm. I'm astounded by that when mm-hmm. I encounter that, when I encounter somebody just truly like being where they are. Mm-hmm. Um, if that, you know, you can, I think you can feel that. And I think it's, um, and I really appreciate when people talk about that too. I mean, my God, especially in motherhood, you know, Uh um, it's like, yeah, we get to just all give each other permission to like be where we are, you know? Yeah. I like to, and when I, I like the, the word that keeps coming up in my head is just authenticity, you know, like when we can all kind of be where we are, we, we've in, that's how, what I, that's how I think that's like, if someone said like, what does authentic mean to you? That's what it means to me. It's mm-hmm. like, I just want to be where I am. Mm-hmm. It's like the sense that something just is what it is and there's no need to judge it or be other than what it is. Yeah. Um, it's like <clears throat> a huge, thing that's been really helpful for me in in life also is getting really clear on like what is a problem Mm -hmm. um and you know because if there's a if you deem something a problem it it sort of um 
implies that there's a fix. There's a solution that you should be actively pursuing Mm -hmm. to solve this problem. Mm -hmm. So if you're, if I am saying that, you know, me not being, you know, this enough or that enough or whatever, or, you know, if I'm saying that all those things are problems, if me being tired is a problem, my whole day turns into trying to solve that problem. Right. Where, and then and the, alter- goes, the alternative you know? to that is saying, I'm tired. Yeah. And that's and okay. And it's not a problem. Yeah. You know, because like, there are problems in life. Lord knows. Right. We, you know, there are real problems in life that require real solutions in real time that you have to figure out. That's, that is, that is a truth. Right. So I don't need to be doing that about things in my life that are not actual problems. They're just things that are maybe uncomfortable, Yeah. you know, and, and being uncomfortable is no longer for me a problem. And it really used to be right in a very serious way, you know? Yeah. And can, how did you, how did you like kind of like, what was that transformation for, or, you know, like, obviously I'm sure like every day you know you've gotten better over time like Mm -hmm. that's never going to go away entirely I mean first of all you know I think it's great to um make that distinction like it's not a problem right but like shorthand is you got a problem like there was a teacher of mine that once said you know you got a body you got a a problem no this was like a sort of wisdom teacher okay sure and it actually wasn't my teacher the teacher of my teacher used to say you got a body you got a problem yeah and it was like, you know, because in a way that's true. You have sure. a body. You got to pee. You got to eat. You got to sleep. You got to <laughs> yeah, you like You're tired. Yeah. You, have to, you know what I mean? Whatever the thing is. Stuff you got to do. Right. But yeah. um, but the idea is that if if we have if we can accept that they're problems, they're no longer problems. Right. So the key there is seems to be acceptance. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's an exercise. I mean, to learn how to accept is to change our consciousness. Yeah, totally. Go from thinking we have a problem to like actually like this problem is not really a problem. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And and now the laundry list of things that I had to do to to solve this perceived problem doesn't exist. What exactly. do I get to go do with this time? Yeah. You yeah, know? Yeah. It's such Great. a beautiful thing because also like, you know, when we try and fix a problem, we're doing a change. We're like trying to change something. And when we can stop fixing a problem, we can get into the territory of spontaneous transformation. Mm. It's like we have a list and then acceptance we can accept and suddenly that list fucking goes away. Mm-hmm. And now we're not talking about like f- like circumstantial issues where right. like there are people with yeah. problems. Yeah. You know what I mean? There are people who like pe- are pe- people are trying to kill them because of their ethnicity and or you know what I mean there are actual actual problems people who are starving because they don't um we're talking about you know problems like that you're essentially you know that yeah or that or that come with just being a regular ass human Mm -hmm. you know what I mean but that feel really dire that's not to say that you know, your self-consciousness or my self-consciousness when I'm like going into a party, my social anxiety isn't a problem. That's That feels like a problem to me. The idea though is that, you know, if we can expand our consciousness around it, we can have it go from what feels like a problem to something that even 
maybe like elevates us mm-hmm. and expands us. Well, I further. think allows you to get outside of yourself, right? And allows it to stop from from me being about myself. Right, right, right. All right. So that was like what yeah. we were gonna go back to. And I just think this is like I remember reading, I think it was Pema Chodron. Do you ever read her books? Mm-hmm. Um so she's a Buddhist monk and um she she's written a couple books that are uh, many books actually. I don't know how many books she's written, like eight, nine, ten, twenty, fifty, I don't know. Probably not 50. (laughs) Um, But she talks about uh, that one of the benefits of, you know, feeling a difficult feeling is that you know that there are so many people that have felt that feeling before. And if you can authentically kind of be in that feeling, if you can accept that feeling, then um, you can be connected to all of the people in the whole world who might be feeling that feeling now, who have ever felt that feeling or who might ever feel that feeling. Mm -hmm. Um, And and even in that connection, we can be helpful to humanity. You know, if we can gain wisdom around that feeling and how we cope with it, then we can offer that wisdom to whoever else might be struggling. Sure. Yeah. 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 Totally. I love that. There's so much like, um, yeah. And there's also like a lot of real self, self worth and dignity and, you know, healthy, like pride on the other side of, of, um, walking through like just messy hard feelings you know yeah extreme anger extreme sadness yeah so how does that happen like for you like when you process extreme anger and extreme sadness how does it how does it bolster your self-worth I think because my my sort of former understanding of what being strong was was not um giving into those feelings or not feeling those feelings certainly not expressing those feelings to anybody else Mm -hmm. and I don't think that anymore I think that I think that sort of like uh going wherever those feelings need to take me and then sharing that with somebody else and not being alone in them and um asking for what I need like while I'm going through them actually now really really empowers me Mm -hmm. um so I feel like so now it's kind of this direct line to like okay well I don't know when I'm gonna feel strong I don't know when I'm gonna feel strengthened by these feelings Mm -hmm. but I know that like the path to actual strength is like through them you Mm -hmm. know whereas I just I I just had no practice with that before so I didn't believe that to be true right you know right right and now I and now I do and also at this point in my life I think I'm very fortunate in that I'm surrounded by people and have surrounded myself with people that allow me to do that in a safe way you know right um because that also very much depends on do you have a community that you feel safe doing that with? Right, you know? right, right. Um, so when you say doing that and when you describe that practice of processing these feelings um, and them giving you strength, like do you have specific exercises like journaling or praying or meditating mm-hmm. or working out? Like what is your what are your processes in that? Yeah, kind of all of them. It's generally my instinct is to my I think my first impulse will always be um get alone like get really small don't talk to anybody else about this cancel whatever you have it's just like you know yeah be tiny until this goes away you know so what I have learned to do even though it's it's 
against my instinct, but what I've learned serves me now is like, I hear that, like I feel that instinct and then I just start fighting against that Mm -hmm. immediately. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's like, call someone Mm -hmm. immediately, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Um, Like share this, share this feeling. Talk Talk to someone, obviously. (laughs) Someone that you trust, you know? Yeah, sure, sure. Um, And like ideally in person, if it's not in person, it's on the phone and do it before you feel comfortable about doing it, mm-hmm. just do it. Yeah. So it's no longer me holding on to something. Cause I think it's like the longer you sit alone with difficult feelings, it's like, at least for me, that's when judgment and shame and darkness sort of can get in, in on the party with you, you yeah. know, when before, when, before I'm alone with something for a long time, it might just be pure sadness. I'm just really sad. Right. And if I had invited somebody in, in that moment, it would have gotten to be just pure sadness. Right. But if I sit alone with it, yeah, you know? Do you think that's because, and I really, I don't have an answer for this, but like hearing you talk about it makes me wonder, like if, because I do that too. I want to sit alone with it and like kind of like, just like, you know go dark I just go dark you know it happened the other day like I just two nights ago I was making dinner with my family and something happened and I felt really really disappointed Mm -hmm. and I just went dark I went totally dark and like my baby daddy who's not my husband but like I just want can we just call on my husband we're not officially married whatever we have a baby together it's fine we're engaged all right great um so he you know, he was like, are you okay? This is like after about five minutes. It was obvious. You know what happened? We were making fucking tacos. We were making tacos. And I put the taco shells in. You're only supposed to leave them in for like two minutes. And all of a sudden I was like, oh, I burned the taco shells. Because they were in there for like six minutes. You know, sure. I started to smell the burning. And Jim said, um, are you okay? And I realized that I had gone dark. Like I just completely withdrawn. Like I don't know what anyone was talking about in mm-hmm, that moment. Mm-hmm. I don't know what, what was happening. But I was like in my own little thing struggling with my disappointment. And I think like what happened. So I said to him, I just got really disappointed by this thing that <laughs> happened. Um, and and you know minutes went on I put new taco shells in (laughs) my aunt who was visiting said again like are you okay because she also noticed and then I said to her yeah I was just really disappointed by this thing Mm -hmm. and in that sharing just like those two times that disappointment started to lift a little bit but as I was going dark what was happening is that I felt shame like the reason I wasn't talking about my disappointment was because I, I felt like I shouldn't be disappointed about this. I should like I feel disappointed and I'm a fucking asshole. Like if I didn't care about this, then I wouldn't be disappointed about this. I God, I wish it's too close to this podcast, you guys. Otherwise, I would really share with you exactly what this was. But because it, it's just I can't I can't share this particular <laughs> thing. But just say it's a disappointment that I had that was sort of like about like the public and, you know, like whatever some PR stuff Mm -hmm. and um and so um I felt like I if I were a better person I wouldn't feel disappointed you know Mm -hmm. and so that shame is what really made me feel like but then as soon as I shared it the shame lifted a little bit Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so okay so you started acting because um you felt like it gave you a way to experience really big feelings Mm -hmm. um and um why do you act now? How, how did that now, journey go? 
now, well, you know, I have done a lot of work on, and I don't think they will ever be completely separate. If they are for anyone, I would love to talk to you. <laughs> but I, I've done a lot of work on, on really separating my self-worth from my career, mm -hmm. from what I do. Mm -hmm. Um like because when you feel that, like you're in a bummer of a place career-wise and you feel like a piece of shit. It cannot be how I, that cannot um, be a direct correlation of how much I love myself. Right. It can't. Yeah. For, for me, my sanity will I, I go think I'm going to go as far as, to, like that's generous, but I think for everyone. <laughs> like I don't know that I anyone. I don't know, maybe. <laughs> I, don't I mean, know. I, don't, I don't know that anyone really, like it's, it's, it's really dark. It's hard when you're when our careers dictate how well we're doing and our careers dictate how we feel about ourselves. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Sh sure. Yes. Um, I guess I mean to say like some people can also like have that be true sure. and also like have big other happy like p parts of their lives. Sure. Sure. And like for me, my sanity would make that very difficult right. for me yeah. when myself when how much I love myself is intertwined totally. with my career mm -hmm. and I've like I've always been a very confident person so when I got to like I don't know mid-20s and I went oh wait I'm really confident but apparently that is confidence and self-worth are two different things because mm. I've got a ton of confidence and I have very little self-worth, <laughs> shockingly, which was honestly a newsflash to me. Yeah. Can you and, distill um, that a little bit? Because that's like a really good point. And I've never thought about that. Can you talk about like the difference, like how you know what is confidence and how you know what is self-worth? Because I think we conflate those things yeah. constantly. Mm -hmm. They, Yeah, because confidence kind of masks as self-worth a bit, I right? Guess so. Confidence to me is very sort of, um, it's conditional, you know? It's like, I know the arenas in my life that I show up and I believe in myself and I trust myself to do well and I do well. Mm -hmm. And then that gives me more confidence, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so it's kind of, uh, and even if, um, and even if, you know, I auditioned for something and it was like, Oh, it wasn't good overall. I'm still like, you know what? I've got this. Like, I know I'm good at this. I believe this thing. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm ready and I'm ready to show it to you, you mm -hmm, know, mm -hmm. um, and not even I don't mean in a performative way in life. It's just like I know the things that I'm good at and I trust myself. You're to a master continue being of your craft. Though. You've been doing this since you were two years old. I don't know, master. Well, but, sure. You know. Just take it. You've, been, <laughs> you've, you've done your 10,000 hours okay. or whatever. Probably. Yeah. But um, I, you know, but self-worth is unconditional. Mm -hmm. Self-worth is like it, it, it. And it came from I actually I remember feeling like, oh, I think I'm, I think I'm getting some when I just had a, a couple months where I heard like a bunch of no's. It was early on in my time in LA and I got like 10, like big, big no's mm. in a row, like in maybe two months, you know, mm. it was just like back to back. And for whatever reason, it was like the freedom of hearing a no and realizing that I didn't hate myself because of that mm. or it didn't actually change the way that I thought about myself it didn't I still felt like a good person the things that I still liked about myself up until that point remained true and I remember being like oh my gosh I think that's what it is let's let's go for that and I got all these no's and I felt better than I'd ever <laughs> which sounds wow. really wild but I remember feeling 
better about myself than I ever had because I just like cried about them. Mm. And it, and it was, and I just remember feeling after all these no's, I was like, okay, I can do this. Like whatever this is inside of me that still feels what feels love, love. like, you know, yeah. feels love for myself and appreciation for myself and doesn't want to change the things about me. It doesn't want to change anything about myself. Like right. I, uh, I think that's what self-worth might be. And then it's sort of been, you know, ch- chasing that and diving into that, like since then. And now it's also like, you know, going back to sort of the reasons why I do it. This is the most fun thing. This is the happiest I'm, you know, it's like the most joyful ride if I allow it to be, Mm -hmm. you know, like when I do get my self-worth out of there, Mm -hmm. it's just, it's just like fun, you know? And when I take, um what I try and do like before doing anything is just be like, um, you know, I, I believe in a God of my own personal understanding. It could really be called anything for me as far as I'm concerned. It doesn't really matter, but I'm just like, you know, Hey God, um, help me to just like go in there, have a really great time and just like fully want this and not need it at all, Mm. you know? Mm -hmm. And, and that's a really cool thing about, is that like you, you might say that before an audition. Yeah. I say that before. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh or Um, before you walk onto set yeah yeah totally anything Anything where there's like hey there's something I want to do well right now there are people that are assessing how I'm doing it there's some sort of expectation Uh I feel any sort of pressure it's just that's just sort of what I try god help me have fun yeah like why else why why it's truly like why would I do this yeah you know yeah yeah it's um so I'm really happy that I do feel like today a big old motive for acting is because it's really fun great (laughs) you know I mean that's like so beautiful yeah it's really fun um okay so and then so can we go back to talking what we're about what we're talking about like right in the very beginning about um you said something about rewiring like that you've been able to kind of rewire yourself so that these expectations like when you're walking into a situation where there is an expectation um, or where you perceive or where you imagine there's an expectation of, on expectation about expectation of of who you should be or how you should look or how you should act. Mm-hmm. Um, and you were saying that you have learned more to kind of um, bring your insights into your outsides mm-hmm. and paraphrasing. But yeah, it was yeah. something like that. Like what can you talk about that process? I mean, honestly, it's kind of I feel like some of the stuff that we've already talked about, like the, the two things that come to mind are like showing up to something being like how in whatever, even tiny or seemingly stupid way, could I be like being of service to anybody Mm -hmm. here, you know, Mm -hmm. so that it's not just like, you know, entirely about me. Right. And then, but also like, how can I, it's just not giving all of my power to everyone else that's there. Right. Or whoever's watching me do a thing like, you know, if it's an event or an audition or a performance or a rehearsal or whatever, like I really try and show up and just be like, this is what I've chosen to do with my time here. I'm lucky enough to have this window or this experience where I get to actually do what I have wanted to do since I was little So like, how can this be not about me, but for me, 
Mm. you know Mm -hmm. and it can be those those two things can be true at the same time yeah it doesn't have to be about me don't make it about me but how can I like have this experience for myself so it's not going into something trying to be like I hope I make these people experience this certain thing through the way that I look or do a thing it's like "Mm, I would really love to go in here and feel like you know and feel just like supreme joy in this scene I would really love love to go in here and like find a new like question that I have about whatever the show is about or whatever you know or I would love to go in here and um I mean it can be as stupid as like, (laughs) like oh I'm gonna stand I'm gonna stand the way I the way I always want to stand, but sometimes I don't let myself stand that way. Let's do it. You yeah. know what I mean? It's just like, what, why don't I do it for myself? Yeah, I mean, what you're talking about that I think is really very useful, I mean, so many things, but one of the things I think about is like how useful, how valuable it is to set a, a specific sort of intention mm-hmm. um, in like what we're going to do. And I, again, like this is applicable to, you know, anyone, everyone, like uh, you're walking into surgery, probably yeah. it's good to set an intention. You're wa- you're going into a meeting, you're at a rally, you're making a speech or anywhere um, to really sit for a second and think like why am I doing this Mm -hmm. like what is you know to to have a moment of consciousness Mm -hmm. not only can help us get the most out of the experience that we want to get out of Mm -hmm. the experience but also um gives us a focal a focus yeah you know like to really like take a quiet moment and to to intentionally kind of reflect on what what it is we're doing Mm -hmm. is a really powerful tool in like you know, getting into our bodies, feeling our feet on the ground, mm-hmm. like, you know, having some say over what our minds are saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because that mean, can I guess take us is. down, right? What our Definitely. minds are, are saying. Yeah. I'm sorry. I of cut you it, off. No, no, no. It, 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 um, yeah. And I feel like I want to be now specific to like, you know, being an actor is different in that, you know, letting for me, like letting go of the results is huge. Whereas like, you know, there are if other you're going into surgery, if you're going into surgery, you like better be sure to yeah, get the results. We're not, uh, it's, <laughs> you don't want to let go of the results. Different things we're talking yeah. about. Yeah. You're not just yeah, gonna, yeah. whatever happens. Um, but you know, in, but, but in acting that, you know, maybe it is applicable in, in other areas is like, me being able to have an experience for myself that rings true for me that I will, um, you know, that will bring me joy. I can't control what I'm making anybody else feel Mm -hmm. or experience, but it's like ultimately what we're trying to, what we're doing is serving a story, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's the, that's the job. Mm -hmm. That's the job. Yeah. So that is, that is what puts me in the most malleable place mm-hmm. to do that. I mean, I have to like, look, I mean, we could like get really like crazy about the semantics about like what a result is or whatever. But like, I have to think that like, if a heart surgeon, 
I look, what the fuck do I know? I mean, I, I guess I would hope that a heart surgeon who's operating on me would think like, I have to save this person's life. There's no, and I am fucking attached to that resolve. <laughs> like, I do not want this, that person to die. And I'm attached. But I'd have to think that like, if every second of that surgery, the heart person, w- surgeon was thinking like, this person could die, this person could die, that they probably wouldn't be a very good surgeon. That's a great point. You know what I mean? Like, I, I would think that like, in some way, we all want to have that mal- malleability right. it's just how do you make yourself Ma- malleable right the yeah. best like conductor for whatever needs to happen right goal, and and know? i mean also like saying like you know how do we detach from the result is another way of saying like how do we stay in this moment to moment mm-hmm. instead of our minds you know future tripping like going ahead to okay well if this happens then that's going to happen mm-hmm. or if that doesn't happen then yeah. that's not going to happen or yeah. like whatever the, right. the future thing is instead yeah. we can say moment to moment okay i'm here to have fun yeah i'm here to have fun or yeah. i'm here to right you know be my best yeah. And also like I'm just not that powerful in a one mm-hmm. in a wonderful way, mm-hmm. you know, not in sort of a self defeating way. Right. We but can't like, control the result. Yeah. And it's not your like who like, you know, who are you to say that it is, you know, or believe I think we all, you know, in moments falsely believe that it is or whatever. But it's like, I don't know how anything's supposed to go down. Totally. You know, totally. I don't. Yeah, it's like that whole, like, you're over here, you know, digging for diamonds while, like... Wait, what does that mean? You know, it's like that, it's like, I don't know, it's like a proverb, or it's like, I don't know, just something that I've heard from, like, a million people where it's like, you know, you're, like, digging for diamonds, and, like, meanwhile, like, God has, like, a billion-dollar tree in your front yard, and you haven't even noticed it because you're, like, digging for diamonds. You know what I mean? It's like that, whatever that, I don't know what you would call that. The old digging for diamonds. The old digging for diamonds metaphor. digging for diamonds. (laughs) Meaning just, like... That will be your memoir. Like, in a certain way, like, (laughs) if you're so focused on, like, what you think this result should be, you might miss out on what the actual result is which is like way better yeah you know yeah um you don't know you don't know if you're meant to get this fucking you want this job so bad if you get that job then you might miss out on this other amazing job that comes like there is an actress who we're gonna have on this on this here show and i god i kind of now i'm so glad i'm remembering this because we'll talk about it i hope so but i'm not gonna give it away right now but um there isn't there's somebody i know who um had tested like a million times for this job and I we were testing against each other Mm -hmm. and I ultimately got that job Mm -hmm. and I know she really wanted this part right Mm -hmm. so I did this job and this job you know we we had one season it was a really fun show it was great Mm -hmm. we did one season she then got this job like two weeks later and it's like she's gone like five seasons it's like this really really critically acclaimed cable show Mm -hmm. that is like she's like the star of she's like at the Emmys every year you know what I mean so and like if she had gotten the shitty little job that I got by the way I don't mean to say shitty it was a wonderful wonderful show it was a great experience or whatever but like if she had done what you know she would have missed out on this incredible opportunity so you never know you don't know and that is certainly something that is not just applicable to like acting acting it's like yeah yeah it's and it just goes back to trying to be an acceptance of yeah 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 because by the way though like if if she had gone into that audition like still pissed off that she didn't get the part that she wanted on the show that I got she might have blown that opportunity 
So at some point, she went from pissed off that she didn't get this job to a great deal of acceptance. Otherwise, likely, she wouldn't have been able to go and get this other gay. Yeah, I know? mean, maybe. I don't know. We need to talk to her about it. There's that. like um, something I've been thinking about lately, though, is there's this interesting thing like where I, I do feel like I've gotten to this sort of like much more centered place, especially I, I, I did with my daughter in mind of like, yeah, mm-hmm. I, you know, I need to, I want to become a, the most evolved version of myself sure. <laughs> when I have her. Well, cause our kids become not perfect, us, but you know, yeah. um, and like I, I am, have had this sort of very, I think like uh centered, like balanced year of my life. And I was talking to my husband the other day and I was like, you know, I want to bring the beast back a little bit, mm. you know, like I, I, cause and so my, I feel like this year is a, is kind of for me like, all right, so how can I be acceptance and also, also just like hungry as fuck? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, is that what the beast does for you? Yeah. It's I just like, it's like, I used to play a lot of sports and I just like, there's this really clean feeling for me. Mm-hmm. of just like, I want to, I'm going to fucking get that thing. Yeah. I'm going to get it. And yeah. I, and I Ooh, don't, I'm going to get that. it. And like. I, it's kind of just like, um, but also when it's over, it's over and it's not like, so like you what know. can I just like get a little personal and you don't have to answer yeah, yeah. any of these questions. Um, and you don't also have to be that specific, but I am just curious, like when you say get it, like what are you talking about a specific kind of job? Are you talking about a billion dollars? Are you talking about buying like a, a vacation property? Like, what are you, like, what are you hungry for right I'm now? I'm hungry for like, I, I'm hungry a for feeling. something like really difficult, like, yeah, like Challenge. difficult. Uh-huh difficult and like I think visible too because like being visible is is like I I feel like it's and every actor fucking says this it's so like I I literally just heard it on another podcast it's like that thing of like you just want visibility and then you're like oh god no yeah don't look at me um but it's that and like what if what if there was visibility and then I was the woman that I'm capable that who's ready to Mm. like step in who is that woman I don't know I, that's what I want to like this year. I'm like, I think I'm, I, I think I'm getting towards her and I want to just, I want to maintain the work that I've done to get to like a centered balanced place where like my motives for shit are not fucking crazy. <laughs> how do you know yeah. when you're in that place? Like, how will you know when you're that woman? I what just, will signify that to you? I, I, Ooh, what will signify that to me? I think it's just um, it's this feeling where there's like a little bit of I think it's sort of when like former versions of myself like meet this Mm. new version, really. Mm. Um, And also this new version, I still don't know because, you know, I became a mom almost two years ago. And like, let me tell you, that transition takes a while. Like, yeah, yeah, you know, so I'm still finding who who I am now but I know that like I know that now I have sort of the tools and like the emotional infrastructure in place in my life mm-hmm. for me to get a little bit of the crazy back and I'll be okay do you oh, know what I, I mean I love that I know that yeah, that's you've true. strengthened your foundation yeah so now it's like I get to just like sky's the limit yeah yeah and sort of think that way a, a little bit now and you know sort of maybe like um take some more risks and like ask for more you know and and um 
and and then just believe like bullheadedly that it's going to happen because like I am ultimately very much an optimist and I do um and I just think that and like listen talk to me in 20 years and like maybe maybe none of the things you know Mm -hmm. but also today I'm like why not think all of the things why not think all the things yeah. Are gonna ha- you know well also your process in this is really I think beautiful in that like you've worked very hard to strengthen your foundation you've worked really hard on god I wish I just remembered what you said but like something about your emotional strength mm-hmm. you know you've you've done a lot of work to to find a core to to you've done work on your self-worth you know mm-hmm. and without that we're nothing like you ha- we have to work on who we're being mm-hmm. before we work on what we're having mm-hmm. we have to mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and and that's what you're doing yeah so you've done a lot of work on who you are and now you got to do a lot of work on what you want yeah on getting what you having yeah. new stuff yeah and then like ultimately trusting that even if i don't get and listen i've been so freaking lucky i've gotten so much stuff that i wanted up until now like dream you know like actual dreams that i had have come true yeah so truly i have to remember that this is we're just in like the bonus features at this point sure but also like let's get them you know and so um so is do you have a process uh for manifesting bonus features i'm really visual so like oftentimes i just like I mean, I'm not um, saying like, I mean, look, maybe you make vision boards, but you don't even have to get like, like, how do you like when we when we want something, how do you go about getting it? I just like see myself getting it. You know, yeah. I see myself getting it and I identify the reasons why I believe I could do that thing. I mean, mm-hmm. it doesn't even have to be acting, you know, <clears throat> so you have to believe it. Yeah, I you have think to believe so. that you can have the thing that you want to have. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, I I do. Yeah. I have to believe it if I'm going to make anybody else believe it. Yeah. You know, and I would totally rather, and I am this person, like, I would totally rather believe it wholeheartedly and then be like, wow, I, I'm i going to just eat dust on that one. Cause yeah. I would rather the like uh, disappoint, I would rather experience disappointment on the other end yeah. than go in not being like, I, this is I'm going to be amazing at this. Yeah. I would rather go in like that and then be like, "Wow, I, I was not very good." What? So can you just talk? And we're <laughs> gonna vice versa. we're gonna wrap up a little bit, but I just can you just talk about? And you you sort of touched on it earlier, but you know what do you what do you do when you feel like you blew it? Um, like when you like set all your best intentions, you work on all your self worth, you do all of the things that you try to do and you walk into a room and just like whatever happens mm-hmm. you walk on set you whatever the experience is or in life like to me disappointment's a very difficult feeling mm-hmm. to metabolize um but there are some people have other feelings I me. Mean, i just like what is your difficult feelings and what do you and it's talking to people i mean you already said that is that sort of yeah and it's like just very quickly like how can I get the focus off myself which you right. know I have being a, a toddler now so yeah. it's like right I the it's such a beautiful wonderful thing of having a kid and I mean you know I get to go home and I see her face and it's like you know not to yeah. not to minimize or deny my feelings that certainly have my feelings but it's like 
then I see her and like she says a new word and it's like, all right. I mean, right. <laughs> am I going to choose to live in how bummed and you how are. bummed I am? Or am I going to celebrate this moment with my daughter who's having a really great, she's having um, a great moment. Right, right, pick, right. you know, yeah. which I have the choice. I We get to pick where we want to be, you know. Yeah. We're powerless over feelings coming up. Yeah. But, you know, we yeah. do get to pick like where you want to go, yeah. you know, and it's, yeah. it's, that's a wonderful thing about having, having children now. It's like, oh, I can like, let's, how, how can I be with her? You know, do you have any, like, and I, you asked me like not to ask you this question. Right. So we Great. can cut Here, ready. I'm going to get real. But no, weird. no, no. But is there anything of just of late? Look, you have a lot of wisdom. So is there anything of late that has inspired you? Like any books or podcasts or oh, God, um, God. videos? I know, I know. I told her when she know, asked me she questions was gonna blank. with specific I know. Things. I just, I, you out. know, people want to know, like, I want to know like what, like, okay. Like I really like, listening i like listening to like tim ferris's podcast i like listening you know like i like i like this book by tara brock radical acceptance mm-hmm. um i like shambhala the sacred i do transcendental meditation i do a lot oh, of damn therapy. girl wow i love therapy wow no i'm just listing things so that maybe you'll to jog your memory <laughs> <laughs> of I'm like, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't, do that. don't, don't know do that. about that. You work out. You work out. I do work you out. You get really physical. I see that on your Instagram. That's, you know, fun. Um, what do I do? Do you meditate? Um, I I wish I did more regularly. I um, I definitely like do short meditations frequently. Guided meditations or like on occasion I'll do I'll I'll do guided ones um through like that uh what is it the Headspace Headspace app, app? sure which is just easy it's just like totally. so straightforward and super quick. Um so I'll do a little bit of that and also just just kind of frequent like checking in, you know, and just sort of pausing and like What's that? Like you sit down and you maybe give yourself a focal point it's or often, you watch your breath or uh, it's kind of more casual than that, I guess. It's usually in the car, honestly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I and it's just I just kind of like breathe and just be like, yo, what's, yeah, what's going on? Do you count right your now? breaths? If I'm freaking out about something. Yeah. Oh. If I'm like, ha- you know, ha- having a hard time with being like anxiety afraid of something or yeah. being anxious about something you'll count your breath yeah i've done that before um and just also like identifying like i think when you're freaking out about something identifying like what in in my body feels really bad but then also being like cool and what what feel what also feels okay you know mm. like noticing noticing yeah what's what's still normal like what hasn't changed cool right. well you're still your legs work great okay you can you know um like your hands are your hands are tingling but like oh but your stomach feels okay right now and you you know just like i don't know like basic stuff like that i love it it's just like yeah all right well i'm not gonna push you further in this direction i just want to have in the sake of what we were talking about earlier yeah i don't have an answer no that's okay that is okay it's like so okay it's so okay (laughs) you gave us so many wonderful things today on this podcast Riga. i'm so grateful that you came on thank you so so much much. for having me oh my god what a pleasure awesome thank you thanks guys thanks that's our show thanks for listening Follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at I am Kat Foster and reach out to us using the hashtag ActingRealPod. For links and recommendations from this week's episode, visit ActingRealPodcast.com. Episodes go up on Mondays. 
subscribe to the show and rate and review us. It would mean so, so much to us if you did. This podcast is produced by Hanami Sutton and Chris Mako with technical assistance by David O'Hara and music by Sean Hokanson. We love you guys. We really, really do. Thanks for listening. See you next week. Bye.